Headline Hollywood, entertainment cronies and cinema elitists hand out awards for excellence in moving pictures. Sometimes the winners don't hold up to the test of time, so we're here in the future to tell them how they got it wrong. This is Switch the Envelope. Welcome to Switch the Envelope, the podcast that aims at rewriting Hollywood award history. My name is Corey. <clears throat> My name is Jeff, and I feel like we haven't been here for a really long time. It uh, it's it's been a while. We we just to uh, you know clear some of the news. We've uh, we've had um, some renovations going on in our studio, right, Jeff? Some big renovations. Yeah. Our studio is becoming updated. It's going to look fantastic. You guys won't care because this is a podcast and you can't see anything, but still, it's going to look wonderful. It's getting a facelift <laughs> and it'll be better for us. Maybe we'll be funnier because it looks cooler. I don't know. Uh, maybe. Well, the whole vision is that we're going to be able to do video um, yes. and put that out on YouTube for you all to come see. And also so our guests can come in and actually, you know. Sit in a comfortable environment. <laughs> exactly. And they feel like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we, we've been... Um, We've been in between places. We have. We're in a new place right now. Um, it's 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 a little it's a little cozier. Than, it's a little cozier uh, than what we were used to. Um, we're calling it stage room B. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, so it, we're we're doing our best to try to continue to bring you content. Um, and we we knew that we had to do one for this week because motherfucking Oscars are happening, Jeff. I know. It's the it's like our um Super Bowl. It is like our Super Bowl. It's like our um our uh I can't think of anything else. Our New Year's, our Halloween, our Super Bowl all wrapped up our into Stanley one. Stanley Cup playoff. There you go. A finals of any sporting yes, Exactly. ball playing. Our Stanley Cup playoff actually is coming up, so It is. Know. It is. Maybe we'll do a podcast about uh, the Stanley Cups on a different No, no, no show. just on this. We'll go from okay. once the Oscars are over, it's nothing but Stanley Cup talk. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, since both of our favorite teams are in the tank. <laughs> <laughs> and there's not a chance in hell either the Kings or the Ducks make the Stanley Cup play- exactly. playoffs even. You know. And the even the, uh, what's called, um, even the Blackhawks. Oh, yeah. They're, number they're, number they're two team too. is in the toilet and so are the Sabres. So, yeah. you know, whatever. Fun times. It's a good so, time to be, fuck uh, hockey. be us as hockey fans. Yeah. Um, but either way, we're super excited that the Oscars, Jeff, are going to be, when this airs, on Sunday. That's gonna be awesome. Yeah. So the Oscars are happening uh, a few days after you. Are we doing? To are this. we doing our live show like we did last year? Mm, From the Oscars, I think we'll do exactly the same show we did last year. Okay. Because last year we were on the red carpet with Ryan. Oh yeah. You know Seacrest. Con- considering we started in August. Last year. Oh, that wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. It wasn't us. Um, it, someday I'd love to. I'd love to do some red carpeting and okay. talk to talk to celebrities I don't know. <laughs> All right, so like I know absolutely no information about them personally, other than like, oh, there was that one scene where you did that thing. What was, uh, oh man, it was like Brian Cranston was in that movie. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we just should not interview stars. Nah, I mean, you know, it may be in the environment that we're in right now. Yeah, as a podcast, like just to have a conversation with somebody, I really don't care to f- like fanboy out to a celebrity. I actually don't fanboy out. They don't. Celebrities do not bother me. That when I meet them, no, I mean when I meet them, I do not get my personality doesn't change, which is kind of weird. Mm. But I did, I don't change when I when I meet celebrities. Yeah, every every opportunity I've I've had, man, to like meet somebody famous, um, it just it doesn't feel right, and I I just I don't I don't have anything per, you know productive to say conversation wise to them. I just like nah, it's cool. I've met celebrities and talked to them extensively and just thought, this is weird because I'm talking to this guy who is a famous person, and it feels weird to me that I am walking away afterwards thinking, holy shit, I just talked to that guy. And I didn't get weird. I didn't get fanboy. I didn't get jump in and take a selfie like most people do. Yeah, see, I, I feel like that's that's got to be one of the most awkward things. I, I, I get anxiety about, like, I, I can't ask somebody that I don't know just like for a picture of them like that's i can't either and also it feels weird to me you know my biggest thing that i hate is when people name drop so i don't want to be that guy either yeah like i can't i can't stand it when people are name dropping and like hey i met this person i'm like i don't really care like that one time you met brendan fraser yeah that guy yeah yeah yeah. there's this one time i met brendan fraser and i was like (laughs) (laughs) 
pull out the big guns, Brendan Fraser. <laughs> yeah. Actually, man, there was some years that Brendan Fraser was like... He was hot shit, man. He was hot shit. He was in a lot of movies. Yeah. And then just dropped off of uh, Hollywood, obs- you know, into Hollywood obscurity. What has he done? Well, he did The Mummy. What was that? He's... he's uh, I mean, well, at the peak of his career, he he did a lot of stuff. Yeah, furry vengeance. You remember that one? No. <laughs> he was I George of the Jungle. George of the Jungle. Yeah, he was George of the Jungle. He was uh, he was Encino Man. Encino Man. Yeah. But he did Mummy. Mummy Returns. Yeah, he did all the Mummy movies, which were great. They're fun popcorn movies. The They're very movies. good movies. Yeah. Um. You know, he still works today. Just nobody watches the stuff that he that he's in. All right, well, getting back to what we were saying, interviewing people for um, shows, I think it's actually more interesting to interview people that are um, not famous. I think it's more fun to interview people view people that are doing, uh, that are working in the business that are sure. a little a little lower on the totem pole. I think they get more, mm-hmm. they're more interesting to listen to. I, I would agree. Uh, I like I like having conversations. I mean, we're we're podcast hosts, so you know that's a, a given that we like having. But conversations. not just on here. I mean, just talking with people. I no, think no, it's no, more no, interesting no, when we meet in people. Life, yeah. I think because you know you and I are in the business. You know, <laughs> the business of podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's just more interesting to talk to people who are around the around this industry <laughs> and not just. <laughs> We we run an entertainment podcast. We're fringe entertainment. We're business. fringe, you yeah. know, and we and I think it's more fun to in, it's it's more fun to talk to people who are in and out of the in and out of uh, shows and movies who um, who have their stories are intertwined with people and they are not the ones that are always catered to. They're the ones right. that get shit on. Yeah. Those are more fun. <laughs> I I agree. I agree. Yeah, that's why. Like uh, my aunt happens to work in in the uh, entertainment industry. Um, uh, as one of the people that you're kind of talking about, where she's just like she's in it and she interacts with like famous people. So like hearing her stories, talking to her, you know, like uh, w- when I do uh, the stories that she gives are are often very amusing because she's talking about, you know, like how somebody threw like her their coat and she's like, yo, I'm trying to pull focus here. <laughs> you can't just throw me shit, you know, like it's uh, more interesting. I agree. I completely agree. So this episode this week, we're talking about our, what was it again, Corey? Well, because the Oscars are so close, um, we thought that we would take this opportunity to break from our traditional form, and instead of telling you who should have won the past Oscars, we're going to tell you who's going to, or who should win the Oscars that are about to come up. Yeah. That's right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you what I think the Oscars are going to pick, and Corey's going to give you his prediction of what the Switch the Envelope team over here who should have won who should win yeah okay so um for all you switchers out there take notes and you can see what is going to win absolutely wrong we are exactly (laughs) see how see what our score is when it comes to the uh switch the envelope score against the oscars when it's gonna when you watch when you have your oscar parties out there and when you uh do your thing yeah so like you know write down our results and then keep that on a legal pad at your oscar party (laughs) And say this is the switch the envelope uh, prediction. Make make it a drinking game. Every time we get a uh, a prediction right, take a drink. We should do a pool. Every time we get one wrong, take a drink. You'll be smashed by the time editing happens during a commercial break. <laughs> I think they're going to do that one during exactly. a commercial break this year. Um, by the time the in memoriam starts, <laughs> you'll be fucking hammered because we'll be bad. Exactly. Guaranteed, our predictions are going to be trash. Uh, but uh, you know, everybody's predictions are trash, really, because nobody can predict these these fucking. Uh, award shows really accurately. Exactly. All right. So, 100% at least. so let's start off with uh, what 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 category are we going to start off? So this with? is the 2019 Academy Awards. I have to mention to everybody before we start off with this. Corey's wearing a Rocketeer shirt. High five, man. Yeah, buddy. Rocketeer. You Gotta know, bring it back to the 90s. You, you want to know something extra special about this? Uh, that I don't have it, and I want to have oh, one. Oh well, I don't have an extra one, but I designed this Rocketeer shirt. Yeah, I could, I, I could, I could. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is, I made this Rocketeer uh, T-shirt design. And now I'm wearing it, which feels like nobody, nobody no, would it's, know it's very, that I, no, that I no, designed it. No, it's very, it, like, very, uh, no, yeah, you, you got your ego in check, man. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> It's sort of like wearing your own band t-shirt. No, it's, it's, it know? works, yeah. Yeah. None of us have ever done that. Nope. Um, only all the time. <laughs> How else are you going to shamelessly promote? <laughs> exactly. Although I just wear this because I love the Rocketeer and it's a cool shirt. 
Um, but either way, so we're, we're going to go through uh, cat- a few categories. We're not going to go through all 24 categories, but we're going to go through sort of the only ones that we care about. Really, the only ones that are going to air on Sunday. Exactly. <laughs> and the only ones, honestly, that you care about, because we know you guys only care about a certain percentage of those categories um, uh, that are aired, because everyone's only talking about around the water cooler. They're only talking about a couple of them. I mean, I, I could tell you how great some sound mixing was, but uh, nobody cares. Hey, on this podcast, we kind of care about sound mixing, young man. Uh, a little bit, but the listeners don't give a shit about We care about sound mixing. The <laughs> listeners don't give a shit about sound mixing. All right. Um, <clears throat> all right. So let's start with, uh, let's let's go like uh, like less important to more important. So like we'll end with the best picture. Gotcha. And all of the acting stuff we'll, we'll, we'll get to. Not feeling it. So let's go ahead and start. Uh, let's go with mm-hmm, best visual effects. Best visual effects. This is for all you nerds out there that are nerds with us. Those are all those people that are watching Black Panther, sure, Infinity War, the Aquaman movies, uh, and that's not know, they, they, no, no. <laughs> either is Black Panther, but you know, okay, that we're watching those CG movies because we love okay. seeing the sort of advancements in uh, in all those visual effects and stuff. And Solo, Solo, yeah. So the um, this is this is a fun category because this is usually a category where a really shitty movie can win an Oscar, like famously. Um, uh, what movie? It was uh, the Jurassic Park. No, no. Um, fucking Su- Suicide Squad wins no. wins one of these types of Oscars. I'm not sure if they won visual effects, but the, like, there's a certain like sound editing, sound design, uh, visual effects. You know, s- those types of categories often will have like movies that were terrible, but the like technical side of them are good. So this yeah. is you know. To be able to say that Suicide Squad is an Oscar-winning movie is ridiculous because that movie is garbage. But it did; it won it won an Oscar. Um, so the stuff that's in this category: some are good, some are bad. It's a mixed bag. It's just what they did visual effects-wise. Uh, the nominees for best visual effects this year are Avengers: Infinity War. Should I give the names of the the people that are actually nominated? For no, this? just just read the. Is nobody knows who Dan Suddick is? Eh, fuck that. Just read the what that is. All right, uh, Christopher Robin, uh, First Man, Ready Player One, and Solo: A Star Wars Story. So, what uh, what are you thinking, Jeff? Who's the uh, who's who's got the Academy's pick there? Who's the darling of this one? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I actually think for this um, for this category, First Man is going to be the one that's going to win. Probably, it it very much is a sort of Academy movie, and this might be a bone that they throw uh, to First Man because it it's. Um, Sort of low on the pecking list of of nominated movies uh, this year, and it was a it was a really good movie. It just, you know, um, it's getting overshadowed by some hype from some bigger movies. And not to mention that First Man is an Academy Award movie. The Academy also does not really like uh, comic book movies. It's true. And Avengers had some terrible, terrible effects, just from my own personal taste but yeah. I, I think that's i think that the academy is going to make is going to give the oscar to first man now what do you think we are going to do so what are we going to switch it to for for me visual effects is all about sort of not noticing the visual effect right being fully well, yeah if you see it yeah if, if you, you, notice, you didn't do your job yeah, if you notice the visual effect you you are yeah you're not you're not doing your job as well as you could right hashtag terminator 2 you you don't believe that terminator 2's visual effects were great uh, at the time they were, but they don't hold up. Well, no, it was early CG, but like the Abyss, that holds up. Yeah, or like RoboCop does not hold up. Does not hold up. No, um, you know, and I, I mean, th- that's what I think of as like the the pinnacle. The reason why movies like Aven- uh, Avengers: Infinity War um, have like pockets of bad CG is because they farm with so much CG and and visual effects that happen in that movie. That half the visual shots that have to um, be rendered and and created and whatnot, they farm that shit out to like fifteen different visual effects houses. So the consistency from one thing, one shot to the next, can be you know patchy, you know, um, and very much so in some of these other films. But um, you know, on some of those things, it can it can be inconsistent, especially when we're doing giant fight sequences and stuff. You you notice the the fake blur the you know the the guy that's a little too shiny. The creatures that don't you know that don't exist. Um, they were looking at tennis balls on sticks and shit. Um, I think we're also sort of primed in a sort of CG viewer eye 
um, in a way as movie viewers now that we we know that like if something fantastical is happening on screen that was digitally created so our mind automatically kind of dismisses it um but there's one movie on here i mean first man had had uh had some really good visual effects <clears throat> but um the the movie that like i lost complete like sense that i was looking at something artificial uh for me was actually christopher robin there are moments in this movie where Pooh is uh Pooh. Yeah, Pooh. <laughs> uh where where Winnie the Pooh is eating honey, right? And he's a furry bear. He's got you know, he's got like a, a yeah. thicker fur than the than Pooh like the gets cartoon. all into the honey. Yeah, he's Pooh his, gets all into the honey. The honey is just like in his fur. I was having like as a parent of young children who potentially would get into like that gross, sticky Who's material. Pooh would get all in the honey. Yeah. Not their poo would get into the honey. That well, would be, poo would get all in the honey. But when Winnie the Pooh gets in the honey, it's okay. Winnie the Pooh, when, okay. When Pooh gets in the honey, that's terrible. Exactly, yeah. Because yeah, Pooh never gets in my honey. Not a party. Winnie the Pooh gets in my honey. Yeah. But I was having these like these anxiety attacks as a parent. These visceral reactions to Pooh <laughs> getting in the honey. Yeah. He was, it was just matting down his, his, like, his hair and stuff, and I was like, never going to get that clean. Exactly. That is, ah, uh, that bear is you toast. You got poo and honey all, you have to throw all that together bear away. with the hair, the hair and the poo and the honey. <laughs> I'm literally just trying to see how many times. You can say poo. <laughs> poo and the honey. <laughs> it's, it's like a it's like a sex act. You put the poo and the honey. Yeah. Um, and don't try it at home, kids. Uh, so for me, Christopher Robin, I... I forgot that there was visual effects, and it it felt real to me. The experience of those visual the effects. The poo felt real, felt real when it got in the honey. Yes. Okay. It, it looked like real poo. It really felt. <laughs> and real honey. And when the poo was in the honey, I felt like the poo should poo not should, be in the yes. honey. Yes, yes. Yeah. So for me, it's uh, it's Christopher Robin. All right. Good job. So Oscar's going to pick first. <clears throat> They're going to uh, go with first man. First man. And then. We're going to um, switch it. We're going to switch the envelope to. Christopher Robin. Christopher Robin. Because of the poo in the honey. Because the poo's in the honey. <laughs> All right. So next category. Um, let's see. We're we're gonna skip uh, sound editing, sound mixing. By the way, this is kind of like minority minority report where we're giving we're precogs. We're precogs here. <laughs> <laughs> we're switching the envelope before but, they yeah, actually pre switch. Yeah, before they actually mess up. All right. Uh, next category is one of my favorite categories. Documentary film. No, I don't think we're gonna go into documentary. Why? We Do should. You want to? I do think we should. Okay. I think we should go to documentary film. Um, it's not it's not there yet. <laughs> okay, let's go. So go to what you want to do. I I skipped over production design, uh, editing and mixing for sound, uh, and foreign language film. You want to go over foreign language film? Um. Yes, I think it's gonna be Roma. I also think it's going to be Roma. Actually, no, no joking, no joking aside, Roma. I. Honestly, believe this was going to be. Roma was uh, was an incredible film. Okay, um, an incredible film. Uh, yeah, I, I don't see how Roma doesn't doesn't take it. Um, so I really, I yeah. So I do think that we're on an agreement there. So moving on to the next film. Uh, best animated feature. One of my favorite categories. This is going to be a tough one. <laughs> it is going to be a tough one. All right, so the nominees for Best Animated Feature are Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs. That's the Wes Anderson, if you're, if you're not familiar, because I know how much you love Wes, Wes Anderson. I do. Um, and love dogs. Mirai, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Who okay. is the Academy going with, Jeff? I'm actually thinking, I'm, I'm a little split on this. I'm not exactly sure. I think the Academy will go with... I think the Academy is actually going to go with Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Oh, you think so? I do. I think it was, that movie was, um, I think it wasn't the fan favorite, but I think it was the studio favorite. Hmm. And I think the Academy is going to go with that one. I think, but I can't, but I feel like it could also go with Ralph Breaks the Internet for some reason. I feel like it's I think probably the fan take... favorite is Incredibles too, but I think that the I, I don't know I really think that it's either gonna be Spider Man or Ralph Breaks the Internet. This is difficult because I have kids and I've seen all these movies a thousand times, <laughs> except for the one that I haven't seen a thousand times is the Mirai. Mirai, movie. Mm-hmm. but um, all these movies I've seen a thousand times, and I gotta say I think that the one that 
the academy is going to give a give the the academy two is going to be Spider Man into the Spider Verse because it was the it was the one that had the best. Um, it had as far as an animated film, it was the most. Um, what's the word? Most original. Mm-hmm. It was not just because uh, most most films like the Pixar films and stuff they follow a formula. Sure, it's the Pixar way. Yeah, they follow a formula. You get the same thing every time. Uh, Into the Spider Verse was very unique. It had different dimensions you went to. Mm-hmm. It had, um, it had a story about someone about being an individual, and no matter who you were, you were still you could be a Spider Man no matter where you were. Right. And I think that's gonna gonna bring it over the top. I mean, I enjoyed I, the hell out of Spider Man Into the uh, Spider Verse. I don't think that the Academy necessarily is gonna go with that one because it's too cool. <laughs> But I think I, th- I feel like this. They're they're gonna go with a Pixar. They're gonna they're gonna you know do an Incredibles two or a Ralph breaks the internet. I think they do that, but not with cartoons because a lot of those voters have kids. Maybe I I don't know. I would also if if they don't pick Spider Man into the the uh, Spider Verse, that would be my pick to switch it to. So hopefully what, into Incredibles two or no Spider Man into this into the Spider Verse as the as the as switch the, as the clear winner. Like uh, yeah, what we would switch it to. So I, I we're in agreement here that. The right movie will win. If they, well, then I, if they I was, Spider-Man. but I was saying I don't know whether they're going to pick either that one or Ralph breaks the internet. I have a feeling they would pick Ralph breaks the internet. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I think the Academy is pro, more more leaning towards like that Pixar. It's great. It's you know, um, it it's sort of uh, it hits where it needs to hit, kind of a thing is what they usually they pick with. Um, but Spider Man into the into the Spider Verse. One, it's not just it's not it's not a kids movie. It's not an adults movie. It's like any everybody can can watch it and enjoy. That's it why for I was saying it would reasons. be a movie that it's actually a good movie, and sure. I think that you can sell that. Which is if the studio is selling it that way, when they're in their screeners and if they're selling them that way, then that's what's going to make it put it over the top. Depends on how they're selling it to the voters. It's visually stunning. It is. You know, um, it it felt when I was watching it, I felt like this is groundbreaking animation. You know what I mean? Like I felt like yeah. this is the top of animation right now. They are really honing a craft here in this particular movie, um, and that's why for me it would take uh, the envelope. You know. And I honestly think that uh, Incredibles was just kind of the same thing. It was just Incredibles, but yeah, the Incredibles was was perfectly fine. There there are fun moments. I'll, I've watched it a million times too because uh, of my children. But like. I I'm I wasn't moved by it. Spider Man into the Spider Verse, I I was affected by you know. Yeah, and Ralph breaks the internet. I actually thought was kind of a good movie. No, it's um, good too. But again, it was just uh, there's cool things with that one where you're going in and out of, in and out of different dimensions and stuff. But yeah. I mean, they're different video game stuff. They're it's a good story. Yeah, the, the, I think you have to do more than just do the Pixar thing where you're just doing the exact same thing several times to be an animated feature. Where like Inside Out. Um, sort of got you to think about like joy, sadness. Yeah, like oh my gosh, they really they're personifying emotions in such a unique way. These two Pixar movies are, I think one is just Disney. I think Ralph Breaks in it is Disney. I don't think it's Pixar. Um, I don't think there is any Pixar anymore. There is Pixar. Yeah. But what happened to Pixar? Well, Pixar is now just it's like Marvel. It's under the Disney umbrella. Yeah. There's a whole whole story about about that. We don't need to go into it right now, but I know there's something that yeah. happened with Pixar. What, John well, John Lasseter and uh, Steve Jobs own like a, the most shares of Disney by individuals <laughs> because of that deal. Because Disney fucking tanked uh, their animation departments because they were like, "Fuck you, Pixar!" And Pixar was like, "Oh yeah, fuck you!" And they were like, "Please, we'll suck your dick. Just come on, come back." <laughs> uh, but yeah, Spider Man into Spider Verse for sure, which I think is Sony maybe. But it also, is. but yeah, also Marvel. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> and is Incredibles? I thought Incredibles was Sony. No, Incredibles is Pixar. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so you want to go best documentary feature? Yes, because I, I honestly, the only reason why I want to go over the best documentary feature is because I really think there's only one winner in this one in this category. Well, let's go over the nominees. We've got. Okay, go ahead. Free Solo. Hale County this morning, this evening, minding the gap of fathers and sons and RBG. I think of fathers and sons was the only thing that comes close to RBG. I think RBG is a clear winner. Mm-hmm. It's a clear Academy winner. It is the only one the Academy is going to pick. Uh, I 
cannot see the Academy and all their leftist Hollywood bullshit not picking a movie about <laughs> RBG. I think the RBG movie is the most uh, clear winner of this category. And I think if it didn't win, the entire Academy would stand up and walk out. Let's put it this way. It's a documentary feature that has an Academy Award nominated best song. I don't think... <laughs> if that tells you anything about the hype and written play by of this a, movie... Written by the one of the, the most... Written by a Academy Award winning songwriter who has one of the most songwriting credits... Of any other Academy the, song credits too. Yeah. Academy songwriting credits yeah. of anybody. We'll get we'll get to Diane Warren later. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I agree. I don't think anything holds a candle to R- RBG. So they they're probably okay. Yeah. With this one, no switch. All right, moving on. Best. Speaking of best original song. Best original song. Now this is one that's close to our heart. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, by the way, we're not going to go over best original score. We're going to go s- just take it straight to the song because I think a lot of people don't really know the scores. Um, I mean, you you notice the scores, but I, I I don't have enough. I don't have enough knowledge of scoring. Well, you to know, speak intelligibly about. Sometimes a movie comes along every once in a while that where you notice the score. Sure, movies that come along that have been done by Danny Elfman. Sure. Movies that have been come come that come along that are like we've talked about before, which are like Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, yeah. Last of the Mohicans, uh, movies like that, where you have um, Hans Zimmer maybe doing mm-hmm. the, the score. Those ones are a little different. Uh, these or like something like Avatar, where the whole where the score or Titanic, mm-hmm. where the score of the movie is just as important as bringing the feeling of the movie mm-hmm. to the audience. Um, this one doesn't have a lot of that. I mean, the score is immensely important, but I don't think, I, I don't think we, we could speak to it well enough to be able to clearly say that somebody should be switched or to predict what is actually going to be picked. So we're just going to move on to best original song, something we do know a little bit about making yep. songs, um, in a, in a past life. Before before we were podcasters, we, Maybe we would we past made life for you, man. Current, well, current, current life, for life me. yeah, yeah. Um, I just meant aside from our podcasting life. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we've 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 been known to make a few songs. There you go. Um, available on iTunes. <laughs> uh, the nominees for uh, best original song: All the Stars from Black Panther, I'll Fight from RBG. Uh, the Place Where Lost Things Go from Mary Poppins Returns. Shallow from A Star is Born. And When a Cowboy Trades His Spurs for Wings from The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Okay, so on this list, I think? think the darling of the Academy will is Shallow. Mm-hmm. I don't see uh, I don't see Lady Gaga not winning that. I, I agree. I don't think that there is a snowball's chance in hell that any of these other songs beats uh shallow i think if i think if uh she doesn't win it's going to be kendrick lamar possibly yeah but um i think it's going to be shallow yeah i mean there are songs in here that i that i found delightful like when a cowboy trades his spurs for wings is i love that song it's a charming ass fucking country i do yeah i'm also not a country fan but the the way it played in the movie and and um, spoke to sort of character and and moving plot along and stuff was super effective and it does have this nice like traditional country soul to it um, that that that's really really effective. Um, but would you listen to that outside of the movie? No, like that that's an element to me. Like well, it, it has to be good to- thematically in the movie. Uh, to move, you know, plot and story and like feel right in the movie, but then also to be best original song, you want to hear it on the radio and and be like, yeah, that's a great song. Outside of what it's connected to, um, in you know, it's sort of cinematic place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying because um, the song Jolene by Dolly Parton, uh-huh. I love that song. It's a great song. I hate country and I love Jolene. Um, this song, I think of it the same way. Mm. Because it's got that jangly country feel, right? Um, granted, it's not as good of a song as Jolene. That's right. But it's got the feeling of it, so I think I could. 
If it was on, if it was on like a playlist of like songs in that genre, I wouldn't want to listen to this song outside of watching the movie. You know what song? You know, what you know the song that was that was outside of a movie that I listened to all the time that was in this same genre was the theme song to Oh Brother Karate We're Kipo. Out There. Oh, oh really? brother! Oh brother! We're out that. We're out. How did I say that? Oh brother! Where art thou? Oh brother! Where out? Where art? Where art? Where art? Where art, art thou? thou? Oh brother! Where art thou? Awesome. You got okay. it. I got it. it. I got nailed it. it. Okay, yeah. nailed it. We'll edit around that. It's we'll cool. edit around it. No, I'm not. I'm keeping that shit in. <laughs> that uh, that song, that bluegrass song, in that, mm-hmm. it's great. Uh, agreed. Yeah, that is, that is a that is a great song. I love bluegrass. Like I'm not a fan of country, but I'll I'll listen to you told me this a like shit ton of you told bluegrass. me this like the other night. Yeah, yeah. There's something about bluegrass that I'm I'm totally okay with. There's something about old country. You know, you talked about Jolene, like that old country where it was sad and like the the jokes that you used to tell uh, or we used to tell in elementary school. Like, what what do you get when you roll a country song backwards? You get your, your dog back, back, your wife back, 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 yeah, your kids back. Yeah, right. Um. That you read those, solo cup back, but th- see, but that's that's what I'm saying. It's like <laughs> now you get a bunch of bullshit uh, drinking in a pickup truck. Um, you used to get like sorrow and storytelling, and like well, you used to get real... lots of lots of people being like, like really upset. <laughs> but but you, you know what I'm saying? Like they were telling stories. Now everybody's saying the same story about their whiskey bottle, their beer, and their pickup truck. Although I will say that the uh, hashtag, you know. Me Too's and stuff yeah. really should hate the song Jolene because every time I listen oh, to that song yeah. I hear it and I'm like you know when she's talking in that song she's saying that she's that the that her only happiness comes from this woman not taking her man away and yeah. I'm like you know I don't know yeah. if that's really a women a progressive women's song it's not but it does tell a story of uh you know the feeling of inadequacy that women felt at the, uh, or not all women but like that some women felt socially at that time you know like you you, you get a bit of a, a sort of history lesson with the sentiment of that song you know what I mean I do know what you're saying and I th- I, I agree with it I yeah. concur so as for these songs you're saying that Shallow is probably going to get the Academy I absolutely out. believe that Shallow I can't see it not winning okay I mean Diane Warren with her uh, I think this is her 10th nomination for uh, I'll Fight for the uh, RBG um, song, um, it's it's a great pop song. You know, it hits all the dynamics that it should hit for what what it is. Um, all the stars is a is a really good hip hop song that works really well in context of sort of what it is for Black Panther and listening to it on the radio. You know, um, that hits all the marks. But Shallow just can like every verse goes to another level, dynamically and sort of like the. The character. I mean, I think part of it is that, like, it's the characters of the movie singing the song to each other, basically. Exactly. You know, and um, so they're acting through their performance of singing, which helps to like really pull the emotion of that song through. Not only that, this is the tragedy. Anytime you have that, and people have seen this movie and they know the tragedy of the story, they take it with them. They take that tragedy with them, and they hear the song from the movie, and they are listening to it in their car, and they're like, "Oh my god!" And it brings them right back into the movie again. So that's why people just love these songs. Same thing when I saw Bohemian Rhapsody. I didn't like Queen that much. They're okay. But I know you're a big Queen fan. I I was never that much of a Queen fan. Mm -hmm. I like them. You know, they're okay. But once I saw Bohemian Rhapsody, you had a greater appreciation. Well, not not really. I mean, I just liked listening to it a little bit more than I did before. Oh, it it was. It's more enjoyable. It's more because it puts me back in that movie. Even though I know that the movie was bullshit, took a lot of took a lot of (laughs) liberties. A lot of liberties. It's a lot. (laughs) The writers took a took way too many liberties, but whatever. Yeah. So as far as but as we'll this get goes, that we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get soon. to Bohemian Rhapsody. Um. Yeah, Sha- Shallow is gonna gonna take take it away. It deserves to win. You know, um, that song is is like an instant timeless song. I, I didn't I didn't really care for the movie itself. Um, I don't like any. I have not liked any iteration of A Star Is Born. You know? I have not seen any inter- iteration before this one. Oh, really? Yeah, I Did- didn't see the the Babs version. I, I've seen the Barbara Streisand version. I've seen the Judy Garland version, and all of them just feel like, like, ugh. I don't care. Okay, wait for it. Wait for it. it. You just, want me to piss off half of our audience? I just don't don't care about that story. You want you know me to piss mean? off half our audience? Go ahead. Don't like Barbara Streisand. <laughs> you want me Can't to piss off the Barbara other Streisand. half? I also don't like Barbara Streisand. <laughs> My wife is yelling at her her podcast machine. I can't right stand now. Barbara Streisand. She bugs. Yeah, I don't I, even know. I don't even know good movies she's ever been in. So, 
Uh, she, I mean, like, she's throw she's, me one. She's, she's, throw me one. Uh, hello, don't you say Don't you hello, say Funny Dolly? Girl? Hello, Funny Girl is a really good movie, but dude, like, no. I don't mind. I don't mind Barbara Streisand as as an actress. Uh, what bugs me about Barbara Streisand is, is that her, she's so Barbara, Barbara Streisand. No, well, yes, but like the um, there, there's something about like when a singer you can hear the ego in somebody's voice. You know, there's there certain singers where you just hear them like when they when they're singing the way they overpronounce you know words or like yeah. attack certain things. Um, there, it's just it's seeped in the like air that they're so much better than you. And I don't like listening to people sing like that. Um, you know, Barbara Streisand has that. Celine Dion has that. Uh, like Josh Groban has that. Like I can't really, I, I don't enjoy listening to those types of voices. You know what I'm saying? I totally understand what Whereas you're saying. And I feel that. Lady Gaga. Adele will be there soon. Soon, yeah. She will be there soon. Right now, it just feels like she doesn't even know how great she is when she sings. Who? Adele. Well, that's because every time she sings in public, a microphone falls on the piano or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, that's true. It's, it's God telling her, we're going to yeah. keep you modest. <laughs> yeah. We're going to yeah. fuck with you until you are a modest human yeah. being. She's, it's almost like she's shocked that she was so powerfully you know, able to hit those <laughs> notes after she sings. She's like, oh my God, that happened. You yeah, know? exactly. Uh, I find that endearing, and that's you know, more into my taste of what I like to listen to with those like powerful singers. You know, um, Lady Gaga uh, is is not one of those people. She sings with an incredible passion. I'm not a She's huge a lady. Fantastic. I'm not a I huge Lady, lady Gaga, Gaga fan in general. Um, that her genre of music is not necessarily my 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 standard cup of tea. But I can recognize that there's just absolute, just gritty passion behind every note, every word she's singing, and she sells it completely. And I, I how can you not respect that? Now I have to amend what I said earlier. Okay. There is a movie that Barbara Streisand did that I really, really liked. But it wasn't really because of her. Uh, the one with uh, Seth Rogen? one with Nick Nolte. <laughs> the one with Nick, what Prince is of Tides. Prince of Tides, yes. Prince of Prince Tides. Prince of Tides was a fantastic movie. Did she direct movie. that one? I think she directed it. Did she direct it? She I know have, that that was an awesome movie. She may have directed that one. I don't know. That was, that was a great movie. And I still would go back and watch that movie because um, I, I don't know. That was, I, I that don't was mind, an awesome movie. I don't mind her as an actress. You know, she, she's quite quirky. Um, in an endearing way when she's acting. Um, I, I think part of it, she's sort of like, she becomes the sort of every girl, um, you know, and then she's just immensely talented, but it's just the, there's a quality to her voice that I just, I can't listen to and enjoy, you know, that it just, it, it's not that even it grates me the wrong way, it's just that I don't, it like, it, it's it's a put off, you know, it's just like, ah, I don't need to listen to this shit, <laughs> you know? Well, you know. Uh, my wife absolutely adores her though, so, you know. I, it's a, uh, it's a constant struggle in my house. <laughs> well, do you guys have to watch the way we were a lot? Oh, constantly. Every every Wednesday is the way we were. Hello, Dolly Tuesdays. Funny Girl Fridays. Followed by Funny Lady on Saturdays. Yeah. All right. Do we want to go into best cinematography? Uh, do we have to? Can we skip that one? We can skip it. The Academy's going to this year. So let's move on to best adapted screenplay. Cool. Okay. Best Adapted Screenplay nominees are A Star is Born. <laughs> Just, okay. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Black Klansman. If Beale Street Could Talk. And Can You Ever Forgive Me? So Best Adapted Screenplay here. What do you think the, uh, the uh, Academy's going for? I actually believe that... Well, I wish it would go to the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. I think that was fantastic. <laughs> I think Bus- Ballad of Buster Scruggs is one of the best movies that Netflix has for sure ever come Absolutely. out with. Absolutely, that I that went that stayed with me. It did for it's still with me, man. The First scene, time? the scene with the uh, with uh, what's his name, uh, Taken, Taken, Taken oh, Two, yeah, Taken and oh, Taken Two, yeah. Uh, what's his Liam name? Neeson. Liam Neeson. Oh, the scene with oh my god, the, the turn the, on that storyline, the, story the line. pulp part of oh god, that that part was just heart wrenching. Mm. But you know, honestly, I kind of think that this is going to go to the Black Klansman. Really, you think yeah. that the Academy's going to give uh, adapted screenplay to Black Klansman? I do. I think they're going to give it to him, um, or not him, but them. I, I mean, I think it's one of I Spike, think Spike Lee's Lee best. has not really shined ever. If not for the Academy, no. No, <laughs> this is it's, it's only it his, is his chance. To I think do it's that. his first uh, directing nod this year. 
Um, I don't know his Oscar. I don't know his Oscar. I know he's has he ever won a. I don't think so. No, I don't think any of his movies have ever won. Maybe an actor here and there, but I think this is the time for him to get. And I think Blank Klansman is a good movie to get. It's it's a it's a really good movie. Um, with some really powerful performances. Uh, it's socially you know relevant. Um, now especially you know um, it's a movie. Although I cannot stand Adam Driver. Can't stand that guy. I like Adam Driver. I can't stand him, man. Really? He he killed Star Wars. (laughs) <laughs> you just don't like him in Star Wars. Fucking hate him in Star Wars. He's so great in everything else. <laughs> hate him in Star Wars. <laughs> um, Black Landsman's a good one. I think um, oh, for for my money, though, I'm thinking with the way our society or with the with the movements going on right now and everything, I don't think that uh, for best original for best adapted screenplay, I don't think they'll give it to a movie that's been remade four times. Oh no! A Star Is Born. So I think it's going to go to Black Klansman. Yeah, I, I don't think remakes necessarily like, the, especially ones that are. So, I don't know. Like it just adapted. Really, going to give it adapted screenplay? Like, <laughs> like I said, I thought I thought Ballad of Buster Scrubs personally was the best one on this list. Sure. I think that the Academy is going to give it to Black Klansman. So if you're paying attention at home, I think the Academy is giving it to Black Klansman. We as this. As uh, us switch the envelope, what are we doing? Uh, I like Buster Scruggs a lot too, um, but I I'm for like for the writing aspect of it. I, I'm I'm leaning a little more um, uh, to Can You Ever Forgive Me? And oh my I, God, no! And I, I honestly, we're gonna have to disagree on this. We one. can disagree; it's fine. Um, can you ever forgive me? It might be that I'm. I was just so enamored by what Melissa McCarthy was doing. Ah, boo. With with that role, um, but I feel like wait, wait, yeah, wait. This has whole... nothing to do with no, Melissa no, no, McCarthy. No, no, no. I'm saying like I'm. I'm hoping that uh, her her uh, character in here was not is not coloring my my sort of view on the writing of this. But it felt tight. It felt it felt really. I don't know. Really well done. Um. In a way that isn't going to get recognized because nobody fucking saw that movie. <laughs> okay, so Ballad of Buster Scruggs. There is an it's entire. Quirky. It's quirky. There's an entire because it's all. I mean, for those of you who haven't seen it, it's an entire there, pulp. It's a pulp. It wasn't as consistent. Feature, is what I'm saying. It's a pulp feature that has miniature stories throughout. So it's not mm-hmm. one full feature from beginning to end. You have miniature fifteen to twenty minute stories that tell a. Uh, a ballad or a story about different characters in the old West. Mm-hmm. And there's one, there's one character who for some reason just feels like the best character. Who's an old miner who yeah. goes out, not minor, but a, um, he's a, a, he's a claim, prospector. A cl- prospector. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He goes a prospector. He has like no, there's no dialogue, but you are watching him just do all this stuff. And it's, it's not boring. It's right. You are captivated by what he's doing. Yes. Just Going into look for gold, yes. and he's finding nothing, and somehow it is captivating. That, that's more on the sort of like um, no, that's the writing direction. That's, that's no, that's the writing that they had to write all those things in. They had to write what he was doing into that script, right? But on the page, that would be fairly boring, probably. But on had, screen, be- it's it's brought to life with this sort of actor and the director finding the moments to continue the you know what that story. I don't know. Is. I think it had to have been brought because it's not just. There was enough writing in there that you sure. could see to come out that they had, had to have been written out, like what he was doing sure. to be able to come up, and then what happens to the guy that it was written out, and that's 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 told by the writer. And then the next one with the with the guys in the in the stagecoach is fantastic. I love it. Uh, the dialogue is is fantastic. The dialogue on the guys in the stagecoach, I love. Uh, some of some of the you're a Kevin Smith fan, and some that of the, dialogue yeah, the is, di- dialogue was is, great. Some of the points of some of the things were not fully realized. I, I don't know, like they felt like scenes from other movies, like great scenes from other movies, but they never really felt complete. All of them, but that was the point of it being like a pulp. Story. Oh no, 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 no! I and and I completely understand what what they were doing, you, or you know, a ballad. With That's it. the whole idea of it being a ballad, right? But even. Like, but there were some that fully completed, like the minor one, the prospector one, had a full arc. Mm-hmm. You know, the um, the stagecoach. Well, the stagecoach stage had a full the, arc um, too. Not the stagecoach. The um, wagon trail had a had a full arc. You know, the stagecoach one it completed, but it felt a little empty. 
Um, well, that one was supposed to feel empty. That was supposed to leave you feeling like, yes. what the hell just happened? Yeah, I, I thought that... Um, Buster Scruggs, his one, Scruggs has was, a definite ending. was great. Um, the uh, James Franco one was... <laughs> that was hilarious. Like, there's, there's a punchline, but the whole thing is servicing that punchline, but all of the lead-up to that was not incredibly great. You know, like, but I think that one was. I think that one was more like an intermission. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? I think that's kind of sort what that of. one felt like. Sort of. It felt like this one is. Hold on, guys. We got a little, little, a little comic comedic break here. You know, it was. I think it was supposed to be more like one of the birdhouse or like the the, the birdcage theater kind of a <laughs> sure. things. And this was the com- comic relief coming out to like it was. It was vaudeville, the jester. Yeah. You know. But yeah, I, I don't know. It just it didn't feel as consistent. Uh, Buster Scruggs. Buster. Scruggs. That's a hard one to say. Buster Scruggs. Hey, I had a problem with yeah. Oh Brother, We're Out There. Where I can't fucking say You still say have it. a problem with it. All right, so you oh, think, brother, you think it's going to Black Klansman? Art thou? I think it probably should go to Black Klansman. I, I will be completely happy with it winning as many awards as it can. Um, but I did like Can You Ever Forgive Me? And you liked Ballad of Buster Scruggs. So we're, we're pretty split on adapted yeah. screenplay. So let's move on to Best Original Screenplay. Uh, the nominees for this are The Favorite. First Reformed, Green Book, um, Roma, and Vice. Now, hmm. okay, I believe that the Academy Award is going to go to Roma. You think? I think it's going to go to Roma. Hmm. I think Roma is the darling um, dark horse coming into this <clears throat> coming into this award season. Uh, a lot of people like Roma. I do think that one is going to win. I okay. think it's going to take away a lot of awards that people didn't realize. It's going to shock shock some people. Yeah, I think this okay. one's going to be. I think it's Roma's going to win this one. I don't think that Roma is going to take this one. Um, this uh, hey, category maybe, maybe Green Book, but I th- I think if Roma doesn't win, it'll be Green Book. I think ugh, not Green Book. How is oh, okay? Because uh, I don't understand. How something like Green Book can be an adapted or an original screenplay, like it's it's adapted from real events, but it wasn't a book. I guess not. Yeah, I guess it's not a, it's not adapted from a previous work or something. I don't know. There, there's some weird rules for some of these where you're like, really? That I'm just saying that I believe that the that the Academy would be Roma, mm-hmm. but what are we saying? What are the Switchers saying? Um, well, the Switchers are are gonna agree with Roma. I okay. Yeah. We can also put a we can also put something else down a a, a caveat on this one. Caveat. Caveat. And say that uh, maybe the favorite might take it. I, I the favorite feels to me like the the perfect academy script. You know what I mean? Like, I, I do I do disagree. I don't think the favorite's going to take this the, one. But the favorite feels like uh, writers love the favorite, so it would get a lot more votes. I think writers know? love the actors in the favorite. I don't think they like this. All right, but. Uh, I mean the the favorite is is basically you know it's, it's like a three person play, you know, um, and to be able to spin so much out of it, I'm uh, telling you, like, I think I, I think, think writers if you didn't, would respect that more. I think if you didn't have Roma, the favorite would take it. Roma's going to take it ahead of it. Probably, yeah. Roma's uh, you're, you're foreign. Right. It's a foreign film. Yeah, people like that. It's new because it's Netflix. Yeah. And oh yeah, Net- Netflix is uh, is coming strong in their first year. Yeah, so it's it's something that's new and it's a foreign film. It is it is uh, what's the other word? Um, uh, something that other people have not seen, and they can say, "How oh, have you seen Roma?" <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying like uh, I don't know. This is one of those obscure movies where like obscure. That's what I was like. You literally said the word. I was it, for. It's one of those obscure movies that like literally anybody can see because it's on fucking. Netflix. But people won't because it's a foreign film. Yeah, that's probably true. It's a beautiful film, like Go The Bicycle it. Thief. All right, the nominees for Best Supporting Actor are Mahershala Ali, Green Book. Adam Driver, Black Klansman. Sam Elliott for A Star Is Born. Richard E. Grant, Can I Ever Forgive? Can You Ever Forgive Me? And Sam Rockwell in Vice. And the winner is Sam, Sam Elliott. Elliott. Moving right, on. Moving on. Let's. Uh, yeah, there's no way he doesn't win that. Um, <laughs> the Academy will probably pick some bullshit thing like you know. No, Richard no, e. no, man. We believe in Sam Elliott. Yeah, but we're pushing for him. No matter what, Sam Elliott's a winner. He's the only name I'll hear. <laughs> Uh, best Supporting Actress. Here we go. Uh, Amy Adams for Vice. Uh, 
Marina de, uh, fuck, I can't say her name. Marina de Tiv- Tavira. Marina de Tavira. Marina de Tavira for Roma. I'm so sorry, Marina. Uh, Regina King, if Bill Street could talk. Emma Stone for the favorite, and Rachel Weiss for the favorite. Who you got? I think the Academy is going to pick Amy Adams for Vice. Really? I do. I don't uh, think it's going to be Emma Stone because I think Emma Stone is not a darling of the Academy. I do believe it will be Amy Adams. Okay, so the Academy is going to go with Amy Adams. I think that uh, if we were to run these ladies through our metric, Regina King takes it. I agree that we think that the that the uh, that Regina King would have taken it, or I gotta say, man, I think Rachel Weiss, Weiss would have taken it too. Yeah, I mean, even if we ran it through our metric, I think Rachel. Rachel I I love the hell out of some Rachel Vice, but uh, I I gotta give it to Re- Regina King. I think these switchers will have to let us know through tweet. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think that the Academy will take eight, have eighty Amy Adams take it. Probably yeah, that's probably right. But I think that uh, yeah, cool. All right, so that was best supporting actress. We're moving on to our uh, our big actor categories. All best, right, best supporting actor. We have. Christian Bale for Vice. Wait, you said best supporting actor. Best actor. Best we already actor? did supporting actor. It was you said best supporting. Actor. Sorry, we're moving on. We were moving <laughs> away from best supporting actress to best actor. There we go. Nailed it. Uh, Christian Bale for Vice. Bradley Cooper, A Star Is Born. Willem Dafoe at Eternity's Gate. Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody, and Viggo Mortensen for Green Book. Okay, I, I believe the Academy is going to give it to Rami Malek. I think this is Rami Malek's year. I think he's going to run the gamut. I don't think it's going to Bradley Cooper. I don't think they think of him as a Academy Award winning, a Star is Born actor. I don't think they. I don't think he sold that. Hmm, that's interesting. I, um, I think he's going to go to Remy Malek. I, I think you're probably right. There's a lot of push right now. He's he's taken. He took the uh, like the SAG Award, didn't he, and the Golden Globe. And uh, he's uh, he's on fire to to win all the way to, to which Oscar. doesn't mean anything. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. And I think actually, I don't even think Bradley Cooper is in this in in the running for it. I actually think it would either be Rami Malek or Viggo Mortensen. Really, I I put my money on Christian Bale. His fucking uh, Dick Cheney, as as somebody who lived through fucking Dick Cheney's run, he fucking nailed that evil bastard. It's all prosthetics. He acted through a bunch of prosthetics and made you feel like, yep, he's an evil bastard. Okay. Well, I uh, I don't know, man. What do, you, what do we switch the envelope to? I, I would say Christian Bale. I, okay. I would say Christian Bale. I would be, I'd be okay with all these guys. I, I would be okay with Bradley Cooper winning. Uh, I mean, Willem Dafoe, he's, he's one of those actors. Uh, Willem Dafoe is so underrated. That, so that, awesome. that, that we, we, uh, we mention often when we, when we do these categories. It's just like... I mean, he they, played your favorite, your your favorite horror horror hero. My favorite horror. Yeah, the original vampire. He played him. Did a great job. <laughs> he's he's awesome every time. Yeah, Willem. Yeah, he's one of those actors who always gives what you. What's that guy's name? Uh, Nosferatu. Nosferatu. He played Nosferatu. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's one of those guys who always delivers a like a nine or a ten. Except for in Body of Evidence, I think that was him. Oh, he's always quirk, like he's got a quirk to him. Yeah, but, he's but I, always I think in that heat, movie man. it was a little weird. He's always bringing heat. Or no, was it Body of Ev- Body or I Body Heat? Body Heat or Body of Evidence? I mean, one of those movies. The, there's always going to be one, one, you know, or two in, in the uh, in the <laughs> list where he just phones it, where they phone him in, you know. But uh, that guy lately, especially, has has just been on fire as an actor. Um, putting in the most quality work that it's... He, I agree. He's, he's one of the most underrated rated guys. I, I mean, I think that Christian Bale is putting on a tremendous performance as Dick Cheney. Eventually, um, Willem Dafoe's got to get a gimme Oscar. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Either I don't that, think he's that guy. Either that or he's going to be... I don't think he's that guy. He's going to be like the, like the um, Peter O'Toole of... Uh, Oh, he's of, an old of tool. Like, of his of his generation, where he's just like always nominated for doing, for putting up great work, and then they give him an honorary Oscar, and he's like, "Fuck this bullshit! You should have given me a competitive Oscar." Yeah, I, I don't. I just don't think Willem Dafoe is that guy. No, you know what I mean. No, he's just the guy that's always done good work all the time. And if he he's gets so an Oscar, o- if he gets an Oscar, it's going to be by accident. <laughs> all right. 
so Raymond Malik's probably taking it from the uh, the Academy, and we're going Christian Bale for our Switch. Although I will say Willem Dafoe in Boondock Saints makes that movie. He makes uh, John Wick uh, as well. Mm-hmm. You know? All right, let's go to Best Actress. We have uh, Yalitza Aprisio for Roma, Glenn Close for The Wife, Olivia Coleman, The Favorite, Lady Gaga in A Star is Born, and Melissa McCarthy, Can You Ever Forgive Me? I 100% think it's going to be Glenn Close for The Wife. Yes, I, th- I think the Academy is definitely giving it to Glenn Close this year. Yes, um, I would like it to be Gaga, but I think uh, Lady Gaga's got some more time to... I think she needs more acting under her belt, and mm. uh, I think it's just Glenn Close going to make it for the wife. I think everybody likes her for this. I agree. This is an incredibly strong um, nomination list for um, Best Actress this year. Uh, every single one of these women put on like just acting clinic work. Um, I think for me, Yazidla Apriccio uh, would be my sort of dark horse, maybe switch it to. I was actually going to say uh, Olivia Coleman Booth is another one. She's she's great. It's hard, it's so hard to pick. I bet if we were to score these these ladies um then there would be a margin of error of only like 1 point between, you know, the tops and and the last. There there's some incredible performances. Well, I think our our women in our metrics usually score low because we're chauvinistic, but um Well, you know, there's that. <laughs> Just kidding. It would be a 3-5 to 4 maybe, you know. That's that's the yeah. uh that's the shelf. It's the it's the glass ceiling of uh <laughs> Of the, our five figure metric. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to the next uh, category. All right, we have two categories left, Jeff. We're rounding the corner here. Okay, we're, we're coming to the end. Uh, the penultimate category here is best director. Best director. Love a, those directors. It's a bit of a heavy, heavy category. Um, have we ever done best director? We have never switched the envelope on directors. We've done a best director? Not yet, I don't think. We need to do that. That's the next episode, right, next episode is, we'll, is best we'll do, director. We'll do best best director. Um, the nominees for best director this year are Alfonso Cuaron, Cuaron for Roma, uh, Yorgos Lanthimos for The Favorite, Spike Lee for Black Klansman, Adam McKay for Vice, and Powell Pawlowski for Cold War. I... Have Polakowski, sorry, Polakowski. It's a Polish last name. Polakowski, I think, is how you say it. Cold War. Go ahead. Okay, so looking at the category for best director, honestly, I have no fucking clue. So two of these directors are foreign language directors. I know, but I will say, in my opinion. I would say Alfonso Cuaron. 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 Cuaron, I think. Alfonso Cuaron, I think, is going to be, if, it, if I was just going to take a shot in the dark, I think he is the one that's going to be best director and he's going to win the Academy Award. Uh, I think he is an Academy favorite, and you're probably right. Um, as far as a second runner-up, I could not tell you. Um, for for me, I would love to see Spike Lee win this. I would love to see Spike Lee win this. I just don't think he's going to. I don't think he's going to either. From from the switch the envelope side of things, uh, I would love to see Spike Spike Lee win. So this. I would say that I think he should win it. Yeah. So from the from our point of yeah, view, yeah, from switch not, the not envelope the to Spike the Lee, Spike Lee. Yeah. He has done too much too many amazing things not to get it, and he's in this movie. And Black Klansman is a great movie. Yes. But I have a feeling that Alfonso Cuaron is going to win it. I don't even know how to say his last name. Quaron. Alfonso Quaron. I might be saying it wrong, and you could have been correct. Who knows? We're terrible at names. If there's one thing you could take away from Switch the Envelope as a podcast, we can't say names. We're terrible at people's names. We apologize to everybody in the entertainment industry in advance. (laughs) (laughs) We will butcher your name at some some point. Um, All right. So here we go. Best picture. Best picture. The final category. This one ends the night. We've gone on a little too long. We apologize. Your local news is next. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, but here are the uh, nominees for Best Picture. Black Panther. Black Klansman. Bohemian Rhapsody. The Favorite. Green Book. Roma. A Star is Born. And Vice. Who do you think the Academy is... Uh, is got here. 
Okay, so in my opinion, now I don't even know if we should even give an opinion for this because I think it's kind of a crapshoot right now because I do believe that Bohemian Rhapsody is favored. It's it's definitely got the most hype right now. Yeah, I think Bohemian Rhapsody is, Bohemian Rhapsody is favored to win. However, Roma, I think, is the best dark horse. I think Roma yes. is one that could come come out and just beat all of them and everyone would just be stunned. Yeah. However, there's still a star is born. Yeah. Meh. <laughs> and Green Book. Because I think Green Book has a lot of people behind it that are like, man, that was a great film. But to me, my personal opinion is that Bohemian Rhapsody is going to be the one that's going to win. So as far as Green Book is concerned, I think people were just, uh, uh, it's weighted, right? Because it's from uh, Peter Farrelly, who's done like Dumb and Dumber and Me, Myself and Irene and like that kind of movie. And when he creates something that is, you know, like a regular adult, you know, good movie, uh, people are like, oh my God, look what he did. It's not fart jokes, you know? So I think it's a weighted thing, but Green Book is not as great as people are are saying it is. You know, I, I don't know. It, it's it's a serviceable movie, but it's Driving Miss Daisy level. I actually think it's you know a great I mean? movie. It's it's a Driving Miss Daisy movie to me. It's not a Driving Miss Daisy movie. But like in reverse. No, it's not. Because it's, it's a dude. It's not a... It's not a mi- well, either way, I think that... I, it's a three and I and honestly a half think for, that for it's me, between Bohemian Rhapsody and Roma. I think one, I think one of those two is going to take it. I, I don't think that... Academy-wise. Bohem- I don't think that Bohemian Rhapsody as far as should, us, should take it. it. It was a great movie, man. I think the only movie on here that deserves to take best picture for me is Roma. Um, I don't think so, think so, but I think Bohemian Rhapsody was fantastic. I don't think Black Panther deserves it. That Black Panther was just a I thought Black typical Panther, Marvel movie. I think and kind it, of boring. If any, if any of the Marvel movies were going to get nominated for an Oscar, I'm glad Black Black Panther did because it is one of the more complete films aside from being a superhero movie. Uh, you know it what was saying? boring. It was a boring yeah, Marvel movie. I thought it was, I thought I it was incredibly boring. I was boring. compelled the entire way. But you're also, you're also not a huge fan of the comic book movies in general. No, right? I'm a fan of Mar- I'm not a fan of comic books. Oh. I'm a fan of, and actually, I'm more of a fan of graphic novels. Yeah. So like you know any any movie that's a, that was a graphic novel and then became a movie, sure. love them. So Sin City, love it. Right. That new movie on Netflix, Polar, pretty yeah. good movie. Okay. Um, those movies I love, but. Black Panther, it was just kind of slow and kind of, eh. Hmm. I, I enjoyed the hell out of Black Panther. Does it deserve to win Best Picture? No. I'm glad it got nominated because uh, it really gives credence to the awesome work that they're doing at Marvel. Creating a whole, like, not just one movie, not just a trilogy, not a franchise. They're creating a universe cinematically, and it pays off in, in Black Panther uh, in a really nice way. Um, you know, they've elevated the art form of making, you know, you know, the high paced action films and comic book movies. At the general. end of the day, it's still a comic book movie. I agree. Know. I agree. And that's why I don't think it should it should win. It doesn't stand up to the rest of these movies. I think A Star is Born is better. And I think Black Klansman is better. And I think Green Book is a really good movie. Also, I don't really like the favorite. And I think Roma is eh, overhyped as a dark horse. But I think it is the dark horse that's going to go and go up against Bohemian Rhapsody. They would be my pick. Roma would be my pick. For sure. Okay. I, I don't think it's going to win. I, you, you're, you're probably right. It's going to be Bohemian Rhapsody. I would like Vice to win, actually. I keep, think, I keep forgetting I about love, Vice. I, I love Vice. I keep forgetting Vice. about Vice. I loved Vice, Damn. but it wasn't... And shit, I'd rather Vice win out over Black Panther. I mean, well, yeah, but, but Vice Vice is one, of the, it's one of those movies where like, I walked out of the theater angry. Not because of the movie, but because the movie was about I, I shit that I was the, already angry about. I walked and out had, of the, like forgotten. I was so angry when I walked out of Black Panther because I didn't live in Wakanda. <laughs> Nobody lives in Wakanda. And I it's wanted not to a live real in spot. Wakanda. Oh yeah. shit! Wakanda forever, man. All right, so that's what we've got for you. So it's probably going to go to Bohemian Rhapsody, but... Uh, Possibly Roma. Roma could could steal it. Mark your shit down. Make sure you've written all these down. If you think that you do not dis- do not agree with us, please tweet us at Switch Envelope on Twitter. Or you can message us on the Instagrams at Switch the Envelope. At Switch the Envelope. Mm-hmm. Please send us your Instagrams of uh, different leg parts, feet parts, body oh, parts. Really? 
You no. want them to send? No, not at all. Now we're going to get that shit. <laughs> Don't send us that shit. Just kidding. Uh, you can, um, you know, like and uh, not like. Yeah, like like our podcast. Like us. <laughs> subscribe like to our, our podcast. Subscribe, subscribe to our to podcast. Us. Um, on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever really you get uh, podcasts. And, uh, you know, leave us a review where, where you can. Tell your friends. That'd be great. And, uh, you know, you can always go to switchtheenvelope.com for all your podcast needs. And uh, there's clickable links there to subscribe to whatever service uh, at the very top of uh, switchtheenvelope.com. So. Also, send us uh, envelopes of money. Yeah, send us envelopes of money. That'd be we, great. <laughs> we want to keep this thing going. So just uh, instead of going through Patreon or something like that. No, yeah, old just, school. That's the, we just want to go old school. Just send us buckets of money. Yeah, keep it on theme. Uh, you know, send us envelopes. Just put money in that envelope. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's only if you like our podcast. If you don't like our po- podcast, then send us buckets of money to stop the podcast. Yeah, either way, send us <laughs> buckets money. of money. All right, uh, so those are our predictions. Uh, you know, we got them all correct, so good for us. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure history will show that we were we were correct. Exactly. Yeah. 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 By by Sunday, we will be uh, totally vindicated as uh, Oscar Mavens. Um, but uh, as for now, we we must say goodbye. And before we can say goodbye, there's one thing we need to do. As always, we need to dedicate this podcast. And right now, we're going to dedicate our podcast to the main number one man who is up for best supporting actor from the movie that we all know and love. A star is born. <laughs> A star is born. <laughs> it's that nice man with a mustache who's got it. Who's got it beautifully displayed, and it will be displayed at the Oscars. We'll look for it on top of that, on top of that nice tux. We're dedicating this podcast to Sam Elliott, you sexy mustache, having tux wearing, Oscar nominated. What else we got for him? I, I don't know what I'll do if he fucking wins the If he wins it, man, I'm going to drive down to the shrine and just, <laughs> I don't know, throw him razors or something. He's, he's, he's a celebrity I might, I might get weird about. If, I if, wouldn't. I walk up to him and be like, we were, "Dude, do you know that I dedicated a podcast to you every fucking week?" <laughs> I feel like if I met him, it would just be like, "Cool mustache," <laughs> and then he would just be weirded out for for the entire rest of the uh, the encounter. My God, it'd be I'd, so I'd have to awesome. Just walk away, just slunk away. <laughs> we're gonna get him on. No, we're gonna get him on this podcast. We're gonna have an episode with Sam Elliott. Oh, and I'll say all the weird things to him then on mic. It'll be recorded. Great. He's got the best voice. I feel like he should have just done radio his whole life because his voice is just awesome. You know what though? That mustache. He can't hide behind a mic. <laughs> yeah. It needs to be seen. He's got the best radio voice. That mustache needs to be seen. It's true. All right. Well, I hear the I hear the music playing, and that means it's that we are playing. out of here. <laughs> we are out of here, and we're getting I played off, guys, Jeff. I hope you guys, which is weird, because we're playing ourselves. Yeah. Off. I hope. Says something about our confidence. <laughs> <It sounds laughs> I uh, hope you guys have a wonderful day. Enjoy the Oscars. <laughs>